You are listening to Trophy Horse with your host, Tricky Mick, Alex, I Yield to No One, Steve, and Troy. Wiggle on. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Trophy Horse. This is episode 365. I'm your host, Tricky Mick, alongside with me, the man, the myth, and the legend. Although he doesn't have 100 platinums, he's Alex. Yeah, but I have some real quality platinums in my, uh, in my console of achievements on the PlayStation family of consoles. He brings the awesome every single week, including being the best guitarist in the second best guitarist in our band. He's I yield to no one. Second best, sir. You better go check the stats. I'm the best. Yeah, I've I've been sending you taunts back left and right. Yield, you should know. You should know by now that Tricky doesn't rely on facts or logic. He just speaks. I know. I know. Just because you right. lost the poll does not mean anything. Okay. Uh, no. It was twenty-one fifteen in favor of hoodies are not sweaters. Oh, I just vote. I just voted on that one. All right, hold on. Uh, and he's the master of the dual screens. His his Mr. Stephen Fontana. Oh, hey, what's up, guys? That's me. How you doing? Woo, we're back. Do some funny voices, Steve. Yeah, what, is that is that what I am? I'm the I'm the funny guy, huh? I'm I'm the, I'm the voices You're, guy. Yeah, pretty much. That's You're the been... clever guy and the entertainer. And yeah, because you... I'm the entertainer. You know what? You're the most talented individual here. Oh, I thank you. That's very flattering. I, I don't con- discontent that. Uh, okay, I am looking up the results of the poll because actually uh, the numbers have changed a little bit. But before I reveal the results, okay, the 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 reason the the reason this started is because Alex was out and about on the town and he was wearing his proven gamer hoodie slash sweater. Okay, so I said, hey, Alex, nice sweater. He goes, it's not a sweater, sir. It's a hoodie. I said, a hoodie is a sweater. He goes, no, it's not. And then conversation persisted, and then I put up a poll. So I'm going to ask everybody individually on the show here. Steven, is a hoodie a sweater? A hoodie is a type of sweater, yes. Yield? No, a hoodie is a type of sweatshirt. Mm. A sweater is something itchy and colorful. Like, <laughs> let's not start a debate yet, Alex. A hoodie is a sweatshirt with a hood. Boom. A sweater is something completely different. You know, they keep you warm, and obviously they're more knit, but the material on a sweater is much different and more porous than the density of a sweatshirt. If a sweatshirt and a sweater are the same thing, we would not need both words. All right, so the result of the poll is... uh, I'm trying to do the math here real quick. 23 to 16 in favor of Alex winning. Yeah, because people are not insane. Okay, so now 
here is some of the comments that I like because I I, I like some of these comments. Uh, Andrew Milimus, who uh, you guys heard on the show last week, was it? I don't know. He was on the show. Uh, he said a hoodie is a sweatshirt with a hood. A sweater is usually a knitted wool based long sleeve akin to a sweatshirt. The the business comes along, says I have sweaters and I have sweatshirts and hoodies are definitely sweatshirts. I mean, look at a sweatshirt. A hoodie is just one of those same material and everything with a hood on it. Uh, That's absolutely right. Joseph Priestley says a sweater is what grandma makes you. A hoodie sweatshirt is something you buy at the store. And then one of my friends, uh, Deanna, says hoodie equals sweatshirt and for casual wear, a sweater is more dressy. And then uh, John Van says, you uncultured swine, a hoodie is not a sweater. So, Alex was right. Yes, Alex I, was I, right. I don't agree, but the, the, I'm going to go with the masses because that's the, you know, type Cause, of... Because the masses, the masses are right. I'm going to pull out a tricky-ism here. You can either agree with me or you can be wrong. <laughs> Actually, I'm not the one that started that phrase, but I'll take it. You're the first person I heard it from, so you're getting the credit. Well, it's a former host said it, and you weren't you weren't on the shows when that former host used to say it. All right, so let's uh let's get into our trophy count here. I am level thirty eight, total trophies of nine thousand six hundred and seventy two, with one hundred and twelve platinums. Uh, Alex. Well, I'm glad you asked because I have recently gained a level. That's right, I'm now level 31 with 6,764 total trophies with 100 Platinums in 99 games. And quite frankly, that Platinum count's not going to change anytime soon because I'm never going to get the Mega Man 11 Platinum. Oh, oh, come on. It's rated as a 9 out of 10 on uh, in difficulty on PSN profiles. Basically, it's considered as hard as Vanquish. Really? And it looked like you were doing so well. Well, you know what? A lot of them aren't really all... I mean, a lot of the trophies are actually uh, attainable, but there's also a, uh, a, a a challenge, like 30 rooms, for like a Dr. Light challenge of 30 rooms where you get one health bar and no lives, which is pretty hard. And there's a, insane. there's also one where you have to beat the game in under 60 minutes. And on casual, uh, I was still over two hours. Like over three hours, probably. Wow. So the uh, the time level one, the speed level one, is probably the hardest trophy in the game. Uh, yield. What are your trophies, sir? So I'm at a level twenty-seven. I'm at a trophy count of five, 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 four. Had I realized I was that close, I'd have gained an extra trophy just to have five, 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 five. Okay. But I didn't get there, so opportunity missed, and a platinum count of eighty-five. All right, Steve. Hey, everybody. That's me. I'm Steve. I am level 15, 2,073 trophies, and 11 plats. And, I don't know, seven games or something. (laughs) (laughs) And Sid is level 35, total trophies of 7,833, with 135 platinums. All right, so we're going to get into what we're playing, and I'm going to start with Yield, because Yield, me and you... Uh, I've been playing a lot of one game where I've only been playing one other game that I know none of you guys else have played. So, uh, obviously, I've been playing the Division a lot. So uh, Yes, you've been playing I, a lot. A lot, a lot. Uh, I think I just crossed uh, 600 hours in the game. 
total? A lot. Not 600 hours a week, but 600 hours total. Uh, and I'm probably going to go play that before I have to go to work tonight. Hey, Tricky. Yes, sir. You know there's not 600 hours in a week, right? I know. So why would you have to make that differentiation? Because he's well, tired. I'm half awake. <laughs> Uh, this, He's a sleepy boy. Leave him alone, all right? This is what happens when you ask you know, one of your co-hosts to host for you, and he goes, I can't do it, because I can't open multiple browsers at one time. Yes. This is why I need a new computer. This isn't uh, This is a fact. This is a known fact. But the other game I've been playing, and I've actually recruited uh, two members of my family, including the goddess and sweet mama D, uh... We've been kicking some asses, some Rock Band Four there, buddy. I mean, yes, we have been. I actually drug, dug my drums out. Been been playing some drums. Been happy. I've actually gold starred some songs, and I even full comboed and gold starred some songs on Expert. So I was kind of proud of myself. Granted, granted, it was it was the easy ones, but still. Have you brutal started a game yet? A uh, song yet? No, you got me on that one. Yeah, I got two of them. Now, granted, I, I'm going to say the two songs that I got Brutal Stars on are, I I, I want to word it and say, like, they they don't deserve to be Brutal Stars. Uh, there's two songs by System of a Down uh, where you can literally uh, talk your way through as long as you know the song because there's no waves on the singing. And you'll get a hundred percent combo. Ha <laughs> ha loophole. So, because uh, I, I don't know if you guys know uh, anybody, anybody that's played Rock Band is, uh, you know, when you know we play Rock Band, you have the the highway of all the notes that are coming down. Yeah. When you play on Brutal, there's a line that moves up. Like, okay, if you're playing guitar, you know how you have the full highway. Yeah. As you get more notes correct in a row, there's a line that go that moves slowly up until a certain point. So as the, as the notes come down, you see the notes, but then they cross that line, they turn invisible, and you still have to time it for when they hit the the line at the bottom. Yeah, you basically you have to time it and memorize the notes ahead of time. Right. Well, when you're singing, you know that line moves from the left to the right. But if you know the song and you know where the words are supposed to be. You literally don't have to worry about hitting a note because you can just say the word. <laughs> gotcha. And you, and you don't even have to say the words. You can just sit there and go la 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 the entire time and get it. Yeah. Or you could do what one of my friends did, and I did not do it. I swear to God, I did not do this. You could just take the microphone and stick it next to the TV speaker, and as long as it's making sound and the microphone picks it up, it counts. <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. But I, I recruited Sweet Mama D, who I was playing guitar, uh, trying to do the rival songs, and Sweet Mama D goes, can I sing? So I was like, yeah, 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 baby, you can sing. Thinking, like, it's going to do nothing. Five songs in, she did not miss one note on medium. On the five songs I played. Boom! I was like, um, we're making you an account right now, and we're putting you a member of the band. And then she she went on, and this and she's a clever little girl because she did this right ahead of her bedtime, and she took the the gamer dad and me and took advantage of it, and somehow her bedtime went from eight o'clock that night to ten thirty. <gasps> dad, oh, loophole. <laughs> well, 
Listen, in my defense, there was no school the next day. Oh, well then. It, it was a bonding moment. Yes. We were we were uh we were singing uh all about that bass. Uh and then we were singing uh we're walking on sunshine. Which surprisingly she got a hundred percent on hard. Oh, wow. <laughs> this, Don't I, that I, feel I, good? I went, you're you're like my little prodigy right now. I I, I gave her a big old hug. Uh, but sadly, we did not get promoted this week. Oh no, that was no joke this week. Yeah, it's it's gonna be no joke again this week. But at least there is uh, some songs that we like to play. Yes. Uh, and I've been kicking some ass in some Pokemon Go this week as well. But I've also been pseudo cheating at it. So pseudo cheating? How dare you? Pseudo. Okay. Well, here's okay. Here here's the story. You guys all know that there's Pokemon Go. <laughs> you guys know all those Pokemon Go watches out there, which are officially licensed, and you literally wear this watch, and as you go up to a Pokemon, or you come up to a Pokestop, you hit a button, and it will collect it, or it will throw it and try to capture it, or it will, you know, the Pokemon will go uh, run away, whatever. You guys know all that, right? Yes. Okay. Well, there's a, there's a, a project out there called Gotcha, which is exactly the same thing, only... It automatically collects all Pokestops and all Pokemon. Does the exact same thing. Although the only difference is I don't have to press a button for it to activate. So I drive to work and drive home to work and drive at work. And I can get anywhere from 50 to 150 Pokemon a day. Where's the fun in that? Oh, that's right. You don't like to have fun playing video games. You just play. You just do it the easy way. Well, again, in my defense, my Pokemon Go account was is literally Sweet Mama D's. And I'm socking her up for when we get uh, Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee uh, next month. And think of all the gifts you're, you're sending. Oh, by the way, Alex, I have to give you praise. For what? Uh, you sent me a gift, which included an egg. And out of that egg, I uh, hatched a Kakakazon. Uh, a Kangaskhan? Yeah, whatever. It's one of the regionals. It's yeah, it's one of the ones you can't get normally in the United States. Right. So I don't know how I got it from an egg from you, but hey, it works. Um, it was probably there was there was an egg event. Yeah, there was a, a for a certain amount of time, regionals would hatch from seven kilometer eggs. So it was only the Gen One regionals. So anyone from the Kanto region, uh, Farfetch, Mister Mime, Kangaskhan, and uh, Taros were actually in the egg pool. I got. Um, I didn't get a far-fetched. I actually caught one in Louisville, like, legit, within the first six months of playing. But uh, I caught, uh, I hatched three Mr. Mime and two Kangaskhan, so. But yeah, that's why. It's because I sent you an egg during that event, and you hatched it, and a regional hatched out of it. Well, Kangaskhan. And then uh, I I got another one. I don't know how I got it. And then without thinking, I traded it back to the trainer instead of trading it to uh, the goddess. And she, she was not happy with me. She could have had one, too. You're saying big doo-doo. Yeah. All right, uh, Stephen, what have you been playing, sir? Nada. <laughs> Nothing. It's been uh, it's been a hell of a week. I hear that. It's actually been a hell of a two weeks. Just busy. Busy with life. Uh, actually, I'm very excited uh, to get the Spider-Man DLC. I'm going to get through that before Red Dead. And I don't know if I'm going to get Red Dead right, off, right at the jump, just because I have a backlog already, and I know Red Dead's going to take over my life, so... 
Um, I'm not. Yeah, really, I've just been biding my time for Spider-Man DLC. I'm not getting Red Dead. That's, That's okay. That's okay. I am. <laughs> I, I, I just can't get hyped for it. Day one, baby. All right, uh, Yield, what have you been playing? So, I haven't been on the show for a while, so I've been playing a lot. Um, and I don't remember at all, but that's all right. Been playing everybody's golf. Been playing some of the division. Had to stop for a while because my internet wasn't being cooperative, and it was lagging, and it was ticking me off. So now that my internet's fixed, I'm going to get back into the division because I was really starting to get the hang of it. Been playing some strange... Been playing some Strange Brigade. Going through, cleaning that up to get the platinum in that. Of course, been playing some Rock Band 4. Pushing the band to new platinum heights. We're trying to go diamond. Yeah, don't don't take all the credit. I I put in a lot of work myself. Well, you have. I'm not taking all the credit. You and I have been lifting this team up. Yeah, tell tell Homer he needs to get his ass in gear. Mr. I Uh, play four songs. You You know he threw you under the bus, right? That's all right. Look at the stats, man. He said it's your fault because you did not tell him he could play other songs. He thought he could only play the Spotlight songs. Well, you know, you, you gotta if he listened to the show, I did explain that. Yeah, yeah. keywords, if he listened to the show. Um, been playing some Burnout Paradise. Got back into that. Knocked out, a, knocked out I forget what DLC I got 100% of. I think, to, I think toy cars I did. I'm close on bikes. Oh, I got I got all my uh, multiplayer trophies for the single player game. So all I gotta do is just go through the single player to get that platinum. Been playing some Mud Runner, uh, a Spin Tires game, and I've been playing the video game based on the movie, based on the video game. I've been playing Ratchet and Clank. And tricky, what trophy did you say you were having trouble getting in that game? I hate you. No, no, no. What, what trophy have you been saying you've been having trouble getting in that game? The Wildcats trophy. The, no, no, no. N- not Burnout Paradise. Ratchet and Clank. Oh, uh, the races. Both of the races. Both of the races. Well, let me tell you that I have both those trophies. I hate you. Let me tell you that the second race only took me three, four tries to get it. I really hate you. And let me tell you the first race, which is the most difficult one, because you got to do it in under a buck thirty-five. That took me about thirteen tries, and that was because I didn't really know all what I was doing and had to figure it out. So by the time I got to the second one, it only took me less tries. But anyway, yeah, you were saying you'll never get that platinum because you can't get those trophies, and I got them already. I hate you. I, I know one. But that's all right. You all can right. hate me. Whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. No, we're moving on. What's Alex been playing? We don't care. I do. No, we don't. You don't, but I do. He's all been right. playing Mega Man, and I want to hear about it. Alex, tell, tell Yield about Mega Man. So, yes, I have been playing more Mega Man. I've beaten it three times now, going on my fourth time. Uh, that's what she said. Yeah, to, to get all the, the trophies, from all the... <laughs> cackle, cackle, I'm cackle. Sorry. i sorry. Uh, I had to just say do that. Okay, continue. Yeah, so to get all the trophies for the game, you have to beat the game on normal. Um, 
You have to beat the game on normal or harder without um, getting a game over. You have to beat the game on casual without buying or using any items. That means you can't use an energy canister or anything like that. Uh, and you also have to beat the game on superhero, which is like the hard mode of the game. Uh, so I'm right now doing my run to beat the game on normal without dying. Uh, and that's not as hard as it would seem because there is a store in the game and you can collect bolts in the levels. So you can go buy extra lives and energy canisters. So it's really not that hard, to be honest. You start with Bounce Man uh, and you just gain a weapon. And then from there, they all just kind of tumble like dominoes. So um, I have a question. Yeah. You just said you literally try to beat the game without dying. But then you said it's easy enough because you can just go buy extra lives. What does extra lives have to do with anything? Uh, well, die? maybe I misspoke, but you can't get a game over. So you start in the beginning. You start uh, if you go into your first level, you start with two lives. So essentially, you get three lives: two, one, and then zero. Um, but if you get bolts to buy lives, so once you uh, all your lives are gone, you get a game over. You can't get that. So. That's generally where they get video games work, yes. Well, exactly. Okay, I'm explaining to you because you don't understand this. Um, so you, because you, if you go buy extra lives from the store, chances are you can hold up to nine. Ch your chances of getting a game over, especially if you have ener energy cancers and all the weapons from the bosses, is is very slim. You pretty much would have to try to not win. So that's what I meant. Um, but, Yield, to answer your question, uh, it's a really fun game. Like, if you're a Mega Man fan, I think that you would really enjoy this. I think it's one of the best ge Mega Man games they've ever made. To be honest, uh, my one of my gripes, uh, the controls aren't super responsive at times, so it can lead to, like, deaths and stuff. Um, and, yes, they do have some bosses in there, like, oh, we have the fire boss this time, we have the ice boss. Uh, but the bosses in this game are uh, a lot better designed than a lot of the other ones, and the levels are really cool, and the game's really pretty. Uh, and one of the things that I, I didn't really talk about last week um, that I do want to talk about is that the game looks so good, but also, like, when you just shoot a normal enemy or you destroy a boss, like, it's so satisfying because the uh, the animations and what you see on screen are so pretty. So, like, everything feels, like, super satisfying in the game, and it's just really a lot of fun to play. Uh, and like I said, the, the levels are fun, the bosses are really well designed, and they're all generally pretty cool. Bounce Man's kind of an outlier, he's kind of annoying. Uh, but for the most part, the bosses are pretty awesome, so um, I was not sure if I would like this game when I first saw it, but it's easily one of my favorite Mega Man games. That's awesome. Yeah, it's still not as... I'm, it's still not, I'm hearing 11 pretty good. It's still not as good as Mega Man 3, but it's better than Mega Man 2. Come at me. Well, Mega Man 4 was the best one, so... Mega Man 4 is really good. I don't know... Mega Man 4 is really good. It's probably better than 11, but I think I like 11 better. Four was the best Mega Man game. I would say the best Mega Man games of all time are Mega Man Three, Mega Man Four, Mega Man X, and then Mega Man Eleven. Well, Mega Man Nine's pretty good too. Those are probably the top five right, right. there. All right, get get off my show. I, I can't I can't work with such. But I, I will tell you this: <laughs> since this is trophy wars, I have to mention this. Like I said, there is a speedrun trophy in this game, and there's also a challenge that Doctor Light has that's thirty rooms that's ultra hard. So if you are buying this game because you think it's going to be easy after you know getting the Legacy, the X Legacy Collection Platinum, uh, this is not an easy Platinum. It's going to take a lot of effort and a lot of skill. So if you're looking for an, for an easy Platinum, do not buy this game. If you want to play the game for fun, definitely buy it. But if you're looking for an easy trophy, it's, it's not here. Steven, what's your thoughts on Mega Man? Which one's the best one? I'm not a Mega Man guy, but the general consensus is like it's usually between 4 and 3. Thank you. Um, a lot of people say 2 as well, but like actual pundits 
usually say two is really not not as good as three at all. Uh, but yeah, three and four, it usually bounces between the two of them. Andy is definitely the Mega Man guy. Well, let's let's get Andy on the phone. Hold on, I'm gonna call Andy right now. I'm live on the air. He's hold on. Vamp- he's he's probably more likely to answer me because he's at work. <laughs> well, you know what? Let's try. Put him on call. Board. Gonna call a guy at work. <laughs> You're gonna get him fired. <laughs> This may turn out to be a trade wreck. <laughs> Please leave your message for. <laughs> <laughs> he sent me the voicemail. All right, all right. Let's get yeah, into. Yeah, yeah. Uh... You know we heard. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's get into our topics. Uh, <laughs> now, bless you, Jesus. Sorry. Uh, because we did not record last week, <coughs> Alex. Um, oh really? Gonna, really? Uh, you're gonna? Hey, I don't think you could put that gonna, on him. Hey, hey, we we took a vote and it was unanimous. Uh, yeah, you're the one who chose not to record with us last week. You also woke up late for this recording. I did. All right. Uh, let's well, let's talk about waking up late. And Sony, uh, in a duh uh, announcement, has announced they are working on a next generation console. Uh, they won't call the PlayStation 5 right now, but Sony has officially confirmed that, yes, it has another console on the way. Speaking to the Financial Times, Sony CEO... The PS4 Kenichi- Pro 2! <laughs> Sony CEO Kenichio Yoshida said, quote, At this point, what I can say is it's necessary to have a next-generation hardware, end quote. Yoshida wouldn't com- commit to a name or explain what form the hardware would take. Uh, it's not an enormous surprise that Sony would begin development on a new console, not at least not least because multiple games have already been announced for next-gen consoles. However, Sony openly admitted that it's working on hardware that led some some to conclude that the formal announcement could be closer than expected. DFT reports that the sources have said the upcoming console, quote, might not represent a major departure from the PS4 and that the fundamental architecture would be similar, end quote. Now, I think we all knew a PlayStation 5 or whatever they're going to call it was coming. Telling you, it's the four two Uh, there are some speculations and some rumors that we could actually see this this time next year. Wouldn't shock me. Uh, Stephen, let's go to you. What? Okay. What do you think? One, the chances are that we see this next year, or do you see we get an announcement and we get it in twenty twenty? Well, if you go back to I think it was our E3, around the E3 time, maybe before that, uh, I had said that we are getting very close. I would imagine sometime in 2019 this thing is getting announced, uh, and I imagine it is going to be a... Now, I know usually they do a fall release, but I think for the next generation they're going to do March like um, Nintendo did uh, with the Switch, and I think we're going to get a March 2020 console and it's going to launch with a HD or a 4K, whatever, 60 frame per second version of Last of Us 2. Last of Us 2 will come out on both systems uh, and also Death Stranding. And it's, it's and, and, I, and that's it. I think it's going to be, I think we're a little probably between 12 and 16, 12 and 18 months away from, from playing it. That's my opinion. Alex? I mean, I think that 
I, I don't know. From what I read, it does not seem like this is a full-blown next-generation console. I mean, they said that, you know, we talked about we have to have next-gen ready and everything. But, you know, we've gotten to the point now where it's like, are there going to be incremental updates to every console? Is it really going to be a full-blown generational jump that we saw from, like, the Super Nintendo to the N64 or the PlayStation to the PlayStation 2? I don't think that, uh, I mean... Sony canceling the PlayStation experience, as far as the game side of it, is a little concerning. But I, I think that as far from a hardware's perspective, the PlayStation 4 still has a lot of life left in it, and it still has uh, a lot of the architecture that can be used uh, and maximized by developers. So I think it's at least uh, another three years where the, the PlayStation 4 is the main console and we don't see a PlayStation 5. All right, yield? Well... Just from the information that you have given us, I have not read the article. But uh, I agree with Alex I, in the sense that I think the Ford's got a lot of life in it. That there, there's no real reason for a new console yet. And that... Uh, you, do you not think that the rumored X, Xbox streaming thing and... And be already being significantly less powerful than than you know the powerful system on the market. You don't think that's going to force their hand? Because well, no, I, I th- well, I think it will, and, and that's why I'm saying officially, I'm thinking it's sixty forty that you'll you'll see it next year. You'll probably definitely see it at E3, especially with the canceling of PSX. Boo. But. But since but since you're saying it kind of almost sounds like a shinier four, you know they're not really making a big generation jump. That's why I was making my joke joke that it's the Pro 2.0 because <coughs> we're at and I feel we're at in consoles where we're at with TVs. You can't really make that big jump anymore we've kind of hit that pinnacle all we're gonna do is tweak here and tweak there do we really need another console yet well i i want to well there there was an interesting video that digital foundry did um a few months ago i want to say it was like three months ago where they they spoke about is true 4K 60 frames per second really necessary for console gaming, essentially? And because the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X do not do both. Um, if the Xbox One X games are in 4K, they are not in 60 frames a second. And if they're for 60 frames per second, they use a a uh, scaled 4K type situation. Whereas PlayStation uses a checkerboard 4K resolution to fake it. Um to get the 60 frames a second. So right off the bat, you're looking at the fact that you, that console gaming as it is right now is probably about five years behind what your entry level gaming rig that could do 4k is at, um, like your, your graphics cards, your, your GTX, you know, 1060 or 1050, 1060 and 1070 cards, which are now several years old in themselves are doing 4k with 60 frames native, depending on the amount of Ram and, and depending on your, your processing speed. So I think what you're looking at is they're going to keep the same 
architecture, which just means that games are going to be easier to make for it, but they are going to get to the point where they are true 4K, true 60 frames per second, and at a at a reasonable cost to the consumer because some of these chips are still three hundred dollars to to achieve that. And if the and if the graphics chip itself is is already three hundred dollars and DDR5 RAM, if you get eight gigs in there, which is the minimum you need for something like this, that's going to be three hundred dollars. You're looking at a very expensive machine. So I think the technology by the time we're speaking about this next year, I think the technology to have that as a baseline. Uh, entry to the next generation consoles. I think that's going to be your leap. Um, there was a, a, an article I was reading. Um, no, it was a, I was listening to one of Giant Bomb's podcasts, and they were mentioning that there was a study done by I think it was Steam that only that less than four percent of people who play PC games are playing in 4K. Um, so it's that. That kind of just goes to show you that you're not going to really see that kind of leap because it's not nece- not really necessary to your, to your point. Is it really necessary? But they are going to want to do things like have a better UI. They're going to want to do things like pump more RAM into the thing so that you could run multiple ap- applications. So you could capture 4K um, Im- uh, images and, and video so that you could stream directly from your, your PlayStation and also, you know, and, and do all of these different things. It's going to be more for, for its... UI and and its system, it's a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Operating system. I think that's what you're going to see. And I also think that they are are genuinely scared at this point of the backwards compatibility that Xbox has going on right now. That I think they're going to try and work that out as well. And you're going to need more horsepower if you are going to be if you're going to try and and emulate natively. But if you don't try and emulate natively, then they're going to basically have a streaming service that's going to have to do that for you. So. They have a lot of things to do, and I think that the PS4 is about at the top of what you're going to get out of it, and the generations, unfortunately, are still, the, the technology is still moving forward fast enough where it's going to be necessary, I think, from their long-term perspective. I don't think they can, if they come out a year after Xbox, they're not going to win, essentially, is what I'm saying. And Xbox has already said that they've essentially moved on to next generation. Yeah, but, okay, here's the thing, like, you talk about, uh, like, Spider-Man of God of War, then The Last of Us 2... These are probably the best representations of what the PlayStation 4 can do. And, you know, this is not end-of-life cycle games. This is stuff that they have, I would say, in the middle of a life cycle. I don't think we're anywhere, I don't think we're anywhere near the PlayStation 4's um, obsolescence. And also, I think, you know, so people have never, like, it's not a hardware issue with Sony. It's not games because they've always been the king of games. It's really for Sony what they need to work on is services because they've always lagged behind in services. Not necessarily lagged behind against Nintendo, but more against Microsoft. That's where they lag behind is their services. So that's really where they need to focus on improving as opposed to saying, well, we need to spit out a more powerful console that people really can't tell the graphical difference in. Sure. I, I mean, that that's fine. But the system, we're, we're about to enter its sixth year. Um so I, I think, I think, ju- just from from a technological standpoint, things are are those gen- these generations are gonna are naturally gonna get actually smaller. I think the PS3 was a kind of a enigma that it was eight years until the next system. But 
I mean, I think you yeah, you also have to look at that. Like, even if it's if next year is the sixth year, we're talking about seven full years on the market before a PS5. That's only one year shorter than what PS3 was. And I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility at all. I mean, The Last of Us came out in June of 2013, and the PlayStation 4 came out in November of 2013. Um, I really would not be shocked if Last of Us 2 comes out in... 2019 and then a few months later we're looking at a ps ps5 i i don't know i i think that the devs have already moved on there's they've there's been reporting of devs already that have those specs that playstation has been giving those specs out so i mean you're looking at i i think you're looking at on the short term you're looking at 18 months i would say all right with that being said we're gonna move on but before we move on we're going to try Andy again because he said call again. Watch, he's not going to answer this time. Hello? Andy, you are on Trophy Horse. How are you? Andy, you are co-host of Nintendo Blue Screens. How are you doing, sir? Why are you so loud? Well, you're on speakerphone. <laughs> All right, listen, quick question for you, because we were having a debate on Mega Man. Which is the best oh, Mega Man to date? Uh, I'm going to say Mega Man, Mega Man 3 is the best Mega Man game. Yeah! What's your feelings on Mega Man 4? And closing thoughts, what's your thoughts on Mega Man 11? Oh, amazing game. I would say it's like in my top five. <laughs> that right, that mirrors go. exactly what I said. All right, thank you. Go, go enjoy your food and uh, don't get too drunk. All right, bye, guys. There's no shot you. he's not getting too drunk. All right, bye. Uh, listeners, for the record, listeners, <laughs> just for the record, none of... Uh, uh, Andy could not hear any of my co-hosts, so that's why he didn't respond to any of them. <laughs> uh, all right, so there you go. Personal favorite is Mega Man 4, but universal favorite, in his opinion, is Mega Man 3. Yeah, because it's the best one. I'm, I'm tired of hearing this nonsense about 2 being the best one when that game is basically <laughs> easy as hell. And the bosses are terrible. Now, let's go on to another piece of news that... Uh, there's a lot of people out there that want this. I don't think anybody here personally does. Sony is officially letting you change your PSN ID. Finally! Conquering heroes. After years of PlayStation owners being unable to change their PSN names, Sony has officially announced that they will be soon be testing the PSN online ID change feature beta to allow users to change the world cha around the world to ch finally change their IDs. Revealed on the PlayStation blog, uh, the feature beta will initially be part of the PlayStation preview program and, quote, will become available to select users that have pre-registered as testers for previous PS4 system software betas, end quote. If accepted, users will be able to change their online ID as many times as they like, with the first change being completely free. Any changes after that will cost $10 uh, American or $5 for PlayStation Plus members. 
When an I online ID is changed, the option to display the previous ID alongside the new one will be available to you to help your friends recognize you. Once decided, you won't be able to switch between showing or not showing your old ID. This PSN ID changes are compatible with PlayStation 4's or games originally published after April 1st, 2018 and has a large majority of the most played PS4 games that are released before this date. It's important to note that, quote, not all games and applications for the PlayStation 4, PS3, and Vita systems are guaranteed to support the online ID change, and users may occasionally encounter issues or errors in certain games, end quote. If you run into multiple issues and wish to undo the change, you'll be able to revert the change and go back to your original name. During the beta, this can only occur once. The beta for the name changes is scheduled to conclude at the end of November, and all PlayStation 4 owners will be able to change their names if all goes well in early 2019. You know, can I just point something out? Go ahead. I love that this news, even the article you just read, which is, by the way, from IGN, the article you just read (laughs) said, as reported on the PlayStation blog, but you can't even go to the PlayStation blog, the source of this, to actually get the information. You get it secondhand from another website. What are you doing? Like, well, all the listeners know I get my news from IGN because it's just much easier to go to one site and just go, go down to the, the list. PlayStation blog. Uh, fuck Ryan Clements. Uh, wow, them's fighting words. <laughs> no, I like Ryan. Ryan's a good guy. Uh, but, yeah, so you can change your name. First time is free. Second time is going to cost you, after that, it's going to cost you $10. Or if you PlayStation Plus, which I don't know why you're not at this point, it's going to cost you $5. Uh, any any comments on that, the fact that it won't let you, it really doesn't work with any games published before April of this year? Oh, my God. Uh-oh. You, you all wanted this. <laughs> And you, now you have the most convoluted, ass-backwards, completely useless way to change your name. Congratulations, you did it. Sony gonna do a Sony. This is the the Nintendo's online service equivalent of Sony being Sony. This is just so stupid. Now, okay. If 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 it's gonna be this stupid, just here's what here's what you sh- they should have done. All right, here's what they should have done. You change your name. If you want to change your name, okay. You want to change your name, okay. Here's the thing. Everything that you've ever done is tied to that dumb ass name that you that you want to change. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to make a dummy account. We're going to put all the shit that you bought, all the shit that you earned, all of that stuff on the dummy account, and then we're going to transfer that you're you're going to change the name of the dummy account. If and that's it and then and then everything will be cloned and then we'll erase the other one forever. See, I Why, I don't I see this this is my question. Cuz I I've done a little digging, I not that I report I read this says what this the reason they're doing it is uh the reason they're saying that anything before April first is because those games registered your ID to that account, blah 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 blah. What they didn't say in this is that if you're a brand new PlayStation 4 owner starting now and you play I, I don't know, uh Second Son, you're gonna have no issues. Because you would never you didn't have another account associated with Second Son. Or you didn't have a game save associated with Second Son. But yeah, this this is this is stupid. Just Okay, what I don't understand is why do I have to pay to change some text tied to my account? I don't have to pay to change my credit card information. I don't have to pay to change like my billing info. 
Why do I have to pay Microsoft to change a too. username? Microsoft does this too. I, I'm well aware that you, they do you, it. It's stupid. You, Both you're, you're fighting an you're fighting an uphill battle. It's stupid. Okay, well they just want to make another way to make money. It's stupid though. No, I I think it's because they ju- they probably they likely spent about four years of of hundreds of engineers trying to get the damn thing to work, and you know they got to have some sort of you know cost but analysis cost benefit analysis for it to even do it. Like okay, we can invest all of this time and money in it, but. Boy, is it going to be a lot of time and a lot of work? So we got it. We have to charge you for it. In order okay, for but to be we worth also it. don't pay for any of the other changes that come with the software updates, the firmware updates. We don't pay for any of those changes. So why this one? And I'm sure they have engineers working on those. Because you paid for that up front, and you're paying for that with PlayStation Plus. But that's part. This is part of it. You pay for the ability to go online to have an account when you in your PlayStation Plus, and when you pay for that box, you shouldn't have to pay to change your name. Yeah, but it, when when you create your name, it doesn't say that you get, you know, don't worry, you get to change this anytime. It's like, no, no, this is it. This is the one time. This is all you get to do. This is this is what you this is the name you're going to live with forever. And now they're adding this service to it. This wasn't part of the package but, deal. This wasn't part of the But they've also added plenty of other for. stuff to uh and features to the console since you pulled it out of the box. Like that's it's there's there's updates to it and you don't pay for any of those so now you have to pay to change your name like i don't know i just think it's stupid i don't think they should do it well it's not a necessary thing for you to change your name it's a luxury it's a it's a perk and uh you know sometimes you got to pay for perks <laughs> all right uh i think it's a, i think it's obnoxious that i the whole reason why my Twitter is what it is, my whole reason why my Instagram is what it is, my whole reason why my Xbox, when I had that, was the way it is, or every single username I've ever had in any MMO is what it is, is because I couldn't change my PSN name. Well, now you can change it. Yeah, but now I have to change it on every goddamn thing else. That's all right. <laughs> all right. Uh, do you have a comment about this? You got... You people finally got what you wanted. Don't complain that you got to pay for it. I, I, it's, 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 it's stupid. I, I have said this from day one when people were like, I want to change my name because I can't on Xbox. They go play on Xbox. I mean, I gave, I gave thought into my name. And if it was because that stupid commercial that somebody put together that they were 10 and came up with this, cool name at 10 it was awesome and now you're 20 and it's not so awesome you know what then start a new account yeah but what about all the money you spent all the trophies you earned yeah man you know what you're an adult now act like one alright uh, next bit of news two DLC packs for Darksiders 3 has been announced uh <coughs> THQ Nordic, who's the savior of games, announced two new pieces of DLC for Darksiders 3 on Twitter. Ti- titled The Crucible and Keepers of the Void, the DLC packs will feature new puzzles, weapons, armor, according to the THQ Nordic. Neither The Crucible nor Keepers of the Void has a price or release date, with THQ only stating that both will be available sometime after Darksiders 3 is released. Um, I cannot wait. My body is ready. Um... And I officially got to go ahead to purchase the four hundred dollar apocalypse bundle from 
the goddess, so I will be having four new statues in my house. Oh, gross. The the ghosts of pop figures still live in that house. <laughs> yes, they do. I, okay, I'm going to say this. I really enjoyed the first Darksiders. The second one was not nearly as good. You shut your whore it mouth. It was not. It was it was bloated. It was overblown. It was um it wasn't a very uh tight and um like it, it just the story just was so it sprawled in so many directions like oh well we have the sequel now we have to make the game 10 times bigger. It was so as far as quality goes it was so much less than the original Dark Siders even though Dark Siders people say it was like the Dark Zelda we always wanted which was right but it was still a really good game. It took a lot of things that other games did and did them even better and put them all together. Darksiders 2 was just this giant mess that was just like, oh, well, we have to make a bigger game now. It doesn't matter if it's actually a good game or not. Why do I podcast with you anymore? Ares! Because he's the man, the myth, and the legend. Alright, speaking of DLCs, Marvel's Spider-Man's first DLC pack is out next week, and it includes three new suits. Uh, the Tom, first Dick, chap- and Harry? <laughs> the, the, it will receive the first one called The Heist, which is the first chapter of its planned The City Never Sleeps DLC, and it's arriving on Tuesday, October 23rd, so as you're hearing this, it was the day yesterday. Also, with the new Game Plus... Mo- New Game Plus mode, which was supposed to have been released already, but is not out yet for some reason. Uh, the heist will be will be available for $8 or part of the $25 season pass. Uh, and, yeah. There you go. There you go. There you go. Tricky, are you getting this? You you got Spider-Man. I, yeah, I, well, I have the collector's edition, so okay. I will be getting it. Uh, hopefully, um, this will help me do the challenges to get me my Platinum. Because I've given up trying to get that platinum. I got mine. See, he and, got his. And I hate you. Uh, Man, you hating a lot this episode. I, I, he, I am hating a lot. Tricky be hating. hates the truth. He, like the truth that hoodies are not sweaters. Alright, we're. Uh, th- I have one more story on here, but I'm going to skip it because... um, Yeah, I don't, I don't want to go down that path with you guys. Because it's boring. Uh, it, it's talking about... Uh, the rock star and talking about their hundred hundred hour work weeks on on the crunch. That's that's not anything where it's new to us or to the game industry. Well, they they did an update to it, and which is why I put it originally put it in the agenda where current rock star employees are uh, defending what they're saying. Is it, you know that they're not being forced to do a hundred weeks. They they willingly doing the hundred hours to get the game out. You know they're not under a crunch. Rockstar has officially said that they would delay the game if you know it wasn't ready because Rockstar is going to Rockstar, but they're willingly going in right. putting a hundred hours in uh, to get this game out because they really want to get the game in people's hands. So, I mean, it's really not much there I mean, other than we, us debating: oh, should they be putting in a hundred hour weeks? Hey, if they want to, they want to. They're going to make their money. Like I said, I've, I, I, I'm picking it up next Friday. I've got it reserved. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get lost in the frontiers. The issue that I have with that is they're going to get their money. That that quote is true of the shareholders, the top people, the management. It's not true of the pro- random programmer Joe Schmo that's putting in the hundred hour weeks. 
I mean, yeah, it's fine. It's a pride thing. It could also be an office culture thing where they're just like, oh, man, I put in so many more hours than this guy. Yeah, let's all laugh at this guy because he, you know, wanted to go home and see his family. Whatever. It could, you know, it could be something like that. Um, it could be like, you know, uh, camaraderie or, or a competition among among the, the within the studio or whatever, which, which is fine. But at the same time, I think that from the very top of, of the whole situation, the fact that not it's not just it's not a rock star thing and and I don't want this to be a knock on Rockstar because they did say they would delay it and I know they would because they have twice already. Rockstar if it wasn't ready. <laughs> right. Rocks that's Rockstar. But you know, Ubisoft can't afford to do that because if they didn't get the games out the uh, how they were supposed to these last two years, if they didn't get the Assassin's Creed, if they didn't get Mario Plus Rabbids out, and I'm positive if they didn't get Starlink out because it's such a huge endeavor for them. If they didn't get those out, that Vivendi thing could have happened. That whole takeover thing. So there are consequences here. But what I think, and I, you know, tricky. You're a union guy. I'm a union guy. What I really think needs to happen is there needs to be some sort of representation that says, okay, it, you have a deadline. That's fine. We will do everything we can to meet the deadline. But it is your responsibility as a management team and as a studio to staff your team to meet that deadline as and set realistic deadlines as opposed to waiting till the last minute and saying shit we don't have you know we're not going to hit this date and then the shareholders are going to are, are going to lose money and then we, there could be a hostile takeover and we could get sold we could get shut down whatever adequately fund and adequately budget your game if you think your game is going to cost two million dollars to make and and a year and a half and all of a sudden it's going to take you three years to do that's your fault you didn't budget and you didn't forecast correctly um that you know that's a management thing but if there was representation for the workers for for example if just let's say just programmers unionized so we're not even talking about graphic designers we're not talking about you know all that stuff because right now any actor that is in a game that that is a union uh union performance game like Naughty Dog uses union actors they're protected those actors are protected so they already know how to work around unions they know how to work with unions so imagine just the programmers are in a union now you're looking at something where you're like okay um not no you know anything worked over 40 hours they're going to get overtime okay i think that's a fair compromise I think that that's a great thing for people. What is overtime? Let's just say it's time and a half. Okay, fine. Every employee has to be employed for a minimum amount of time unless they are, you know, fired for, you know, whatever reason. Like a lot of these guys will get will will get called in for like 3 months of work and then not have work again. And it, and that's not indicative of their skill set. It's indicative of the culture of video game creation. Um and and that's a problem, I think. Um if I just think that there are definitely ways that you could protect the people making the game where they don't have to not see their families and whether or not they choose to or not, that they should not be presented with that as a important option in order for the game to ship, I guess is what I'm saying. I love Thoughts how- on that, gentlemen? Well, I want to let uh, the thoughts go through, but I-, I love how I said we're not going to talk about this and now we're talking about it. <laughs> Alex, what do you? Yeah, I mean, I I think it's important because there are people that listen to us, and 
you know, there are there may be an indie dev that picks this up and wants to get into this thing and knows that it's going to be an uphill climb where they're going to be faced with 100-hour weeks at some point. And maybe the next generation changes things, you know? You never know. The, the best way I can equate it is to uh, my job, which is, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to say is better or worse than anybody's job out there. Um, I do believe that I work for one of the best unions in the world. Um, uh, I, you know, obviously I get paid very well. You know, I, my job, the hardest part about my job is showing up every day. And then basically I'm covered by the union for anything else that happens. Uh, case in point, uh, Steve, you may have seen this on the news. Uh, there was recently a story where a guy had a dashboard cam in his car parked and he parked in front of a large bag stop of garbage and the garbage men uh, proceeded to try to throw the bags over the car, and some landed on the car. Some, what he described as garbage juice, uh, landed on his hood, and he brought it to a body shop, and he got an estimate, and they said that it was going to cost $1,800 to repair. Uh, so now he's suing the cities formally. Um, the, the fact of the matter is, with my job, if we followed every single rule... Uh, you know, actually, before I do this, uh, my views and opinions do not represent the Department of Sanitation of New York City. Um, if we followed every rule that was straight to us, we'd never get the job done. The garbage would still be on the streets. The, the, the streets would not get plowed. We have to cut corners. We have to get these things done. If you and, you know, Steve, you know, as a person that lives in New York City, how annoying is it to get stuck behind a garbage truck when you're trying to get somewhere? Silence. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, yeah, that, uh, that's uh, I, I'm in. All right, I'm in the Screen Actors Guild, and one of the things that you have to do to get into the Screen Actors Guild is you have to get credits to get into the in, in the. You have to get enough union credits um, to be able to apply for the Screen Actors Guild. It's it's kind of a shitty system, but it is what it is. And for years, I had to work on project after project after project that were either non-union or or kind of like a quasi thing just so I could get these waivers. The way actors are treated that are union against non-union is night and day. My first my first union commercial that I did was at Six Flags Great Adventure. It was, there's no, there were, we were in the parking lot. We were basically at the gate to get in. Like that was the whole setup. It was in the middle of summer. Well, actually it was right before summer. It was right before they opened. It was still hot as hell. It was probably like 85 degrees, no, no tree coverage. And the, the, the old man that did the dancing and stuff was in it and everything from the second they said cut, I would say a dozen or so people were out there with giant umbrellas shading us spraying us down with water bottles, giving us ice cold water, wiping our faces down. They're there with towels. They're there asking us what we need. They're put giving us suntan lotion. We're putting it on, you know, five minutes later. Okay, we're ready to roll. Everybody scatters. We do the take, cut, all these umbrellas come, uh, you know, all that. And then I've been on sets where I'm, I wasn't protected by the union and I'm literally sitting there in the rain for 14 straight hours for, I don't know, $100. And... They can do that because I'm not protected by the union, but, you know, there's minimum amount that you you have to pay an actor for a day's work. There's minimum payments for a week's work. Um, you know, they protect you 
if if a shoot told, told for example that that Six Flags uh, commercial that I was in, I brought my own guitar because they didn't have to supply me with a prop. I got four hundred dollars just because I brought my guitar to the set. Those are the kinds of protections that unions can can give you. Otherwise, people are going to take advantage. That's just how it is. Nobody ever is looking at for the workers. Um, look how long it took Amazon to take care of the workers after Amazon's a, a you know a multi billion dollar company. I, I think they just hit trillion, right? Um, and it took them this long to give their workers a you know a, a livable wage. I mean, those people, you, the, workers are never looked at in that way, especially on with large companies. And when you have publishers like EA or Two K or whatever that are fitting the bill, they're. I, I think it's kind of shitty that we have these types of things. But then again, as a consumer, if it takes six years to make every game, <laughs> we ain't going to get many games now, are we? Nope. Yield, what are your Yes. <sighs> if you put in a 100-hour work week, it should be because you chose to, not because you were forced to or whatever. That's that that that's what I feel. Okay. You unions have their place. Um but yeah, I'm I'm not going to sit here and say where unions should and shouldn't go. But but they have their place. All right, with that being said, let's throw it across the pond for this week's Sophie's Trophy. I said Hey guys, how we doing? Hope you are well. Sid again with Sophie's Trophies 53. Now this week, guys, it is Bioshock Infinite, the last of the Bioshock trilogy. Um, now, this one, guys, it was once again made by Ken Levine and his team over at Irrational. I know I forgot that on the last one. God knows why, but the team is Irrational. Um, Ken Levine very famously came out and said he did not like Bioshock 2, but you know what guys, he did put in the um, saying uh, Blood of the Lamb, which first showed up in Bioshock 2 and is a very, very um, story, uh, or a very big story element in this game, so I think Ken Levine really didn't or dislike Bioshock 2 as much as he says he did. I think because he didn't make it and their team didn't make it, he felt obligated to say that, but that is just my opinion. Um, the game um, is not set in Rapture. Guys, you play Booker DeWitt, and you have to go to the city in the clouds, Columbia, um, to rescue the blood of the lamb. Um, or... At the beginning of the game, it just says, rescue the girl and wipe away your debt. So that is the basic story premise. Um, I won't go into too many story details, guys, because it's well worth playing this one. It is, as far as I'm concerned, the most enjoyable Bioshock game. Uh, the combat is much better. Um, I did not use any uh, tips, tricks or cheats or anything on this one, guys, because I do really enjoy the combat in this one. It's not perfect by a long shot, you know. It's not... Uh, Uncharted, like I said last week, and it's not, God forbid, Gears of War. Now, you know what, guys, I do wish that is one uh, one uh, game series that came to PlayStation, 
but it won't. So there you go. Okay, so the Platinum guys. Platinum Columbia. Acquire all of the trophies. This one is a 1.8% ultra rare trophy. Uh, next one, guys. Written in the clouds. In the main campaign, completed lighthouse. This one is an 85% common trophy. Now, this is the first section of the game. You go to the lighthouse, sit inside it, and get blasted off up to Columbia. Uh, this one is an 85.0% common trophy. So, I, I, I don't get that. You know, I really don't get that, guys. Because all you've got to do is walk forward and press a button, pretty much. Uh, or maybe three buttons, and you end up in Colombia. So how 15% of people did not even get that far, I do not know. Uh, welcome to Monument Island. Breached Monument Island. This is a 68.9% common trophy. Shock Tactics. Retrieved Shock Jockey. This is, uh, I think this is the first Vigor that you get in Bioshock Infinite. It's a 59.8% common trophy. Now, they are not called plasmids in this one, they are called vigors. They're effectively the same thing, and once again, you can dual, we dual wield them uh, the same as you could in Bioshock 2. First class ticket. In the main campaign, boarded the First Lady. This one is a 57.0% common trophy. It is a story trophy, so it's easy enough to do. Armed Revolt assisted the gunsmith. This one is a 50.2% common trophy, again story related. Working Class Hero. In the main campaign, completed the factory. 48.7% rare trophy. It is a working... Uh, Jesus, guys. It is a story related trophy. Blood in the Streets. Completed Emporia. That one is a 43.1%. Again, story Higher Learning, completed Comstock House, 42.2, story. The Bird or the Cage, completed the Hand of the Prophet, a uh, rare 38.9, story. Tin Soldier, completed the main campaign on easy difficulty or above. That one is a 38.7% rare trophy. Uh, Saw the Elephant, uh, completed the main campaign on normal difficulty or above. That one is a 28.5% rare trophy. Stone Cold Pinkerton completed the main campaign on hard difficulty or above. This one is a very rare 6.8 trophy. And Old Lang Syne completed the main campaign on 1999 mode. This one is a 2.2% ultra rare trophy. Now, this one, guys, is the uh, best way to do this, guys. You will get all those trophies at the same time if you unlock... Um, the 1999 mode on the uh, start screen. Uh, it saves playing through the game twice. I had to play through the game twice anyway, but this just saves you doing it. Um, should Old Acquaintance, this one is unlocked, 1999 mode, 39.3% common trophy. Like I say, guys, you can do that on the start screen, just put in a code. I did do that. I don't class it as a cheat, guys, because it is unlocking the hardest mode. Industrial Accident in the main campaign killed 20 enemies with the Skyhook Execution. This one is a 15.3% rare trophy. Um, Skyhook Execution is you have to um, hit bad guys, melee them with your Skyhook, and when they get the triangle symbol above their head, uh, hold down triangle, and he will kill them with an execution. Do that 15 times, and the trophy is yours. Aerial Assassin. In the main campaign, killed 20 enemies with a Skyline Strike. This one is an 18.6% rare. 
Skyline Strike. When you're using the Skylines, guys, which are basically roller coaster tracks that you grip onto with your skyhook and fly around the levels, um, you can target an enemy on the ground and uh, fly down to them and kill them. A real pistol in the main campaign killed 25 enemies with the pistol. This one is a 62.7% common. Passionately reciprocated. Uh, killed 150 enemies with the machine gun. This one is a 24.7% common trophy. Uh, Street Sweeper. Killed 50 enemies with the China Boomstick. Uh, broomstick, Jesus. Do you know what? I'm thinking of Evil Dead there. Sorry, guys. Basically, the shotgun. 35.8% uh, rare trophy. Big Game Hunter. Kill 100 enemies with the Huntsman's Rifle. Uh, carbine Rifle. 28% uh, rare, that one, guys. Loose Cannon. Kill 25 enemies with the Paddy Whacker uh, Hand Cannon. 27.4% common trophy. Oh, there are a lot of enemy trophies here, guys. On a clear day, kill 30 enemies with the Bird's Eye Sniper Rifle. That one is a 33% rare trophy. Here, Little Piggy. Kill 30 enemies with the Founder Pig Volley Gun. That one is a 17.1% trophy. Master of Pyrotechnic. Kill 20 enemies with the Barnstormer RPG. That one is a 24.6% common trophy. In the main campaign, killed 30 enemies with the Peppermill Crank Gun. That one is a 14% very rare trophy. Well-rounded. In the main campaign, used all 8 vigors against enemies. Uh, that one is a 28.4% common trophy. Uh, rare trophy. Jesus, guys. Um, basically, once you have all your vigors, just use them. Uh, you can even just wait until you've got them all before you do it, guys. And just use them all um, one at a time on different enemies. Vigorous Opposition. Killed 75 enemies either with a Vigor or while the enemy, sorry, I'm waiting for it to come across, is under the effects of a Vigor. That one, guys, is a 50.1% rare trophy. So basically use your Vigor on to kill or affect uh, 75 enemies and kill them at the same time. More for your money. In the main campaign, lured three enemies into a single Vigor Trap five times. Easy enough to do, guys. Just bottleneck your enemies and lay a trap down for them. Now, a Vigor Trap is when you hold L2, and you will, instead of throwing your Vigor straight away, you will uh, build up a bit of power in it, and you can throw it on the floor, and it causes a trap. Combination Shock. Performed all eight of the Vigor combinations. This one is a 4.3% Ultra Rare Trophy. Now, this one, guys, say you have Shock Jockey. And, um, I don't know, I'll say Murder of Crows. I don't think that's one of the combinations. But if you have Shock Jockey and you use it on an enemy, quickly switch to Murder of Crows and use that. And that will be one of the uh, combinations. You know, easy enough thing to do. Just look online for the combinations or just experiment as you play the game. Mind over matter. Killed 20 enemies using possessed machines. 6.1%. This one's easy, guys. Just possess machines as you play the game. And they will take out enemies for you. Best done on easy because the enemies die a lot quicker. Tear them a new one. Opened 30 tears. Now, the uh, daughter of the lamb, or Elizabeth... Um, she can open tears in the game 
Um, and they range from uh, medic packs, weapons, um, sky hooks, or freight hooks as they're called, I think. Um, or she can even bring enemies in. Uh, you know, not enemies, but enemy characters to fight on your side. So open 30 tears when you get the chance. Very easy to do. Strange Bedfellows. Kill 20 enemies using allies bought in through a tear. So get Elizabeth to bring in an enemy and let that enemy kill your enemies. I keep saying enemies. They're, they're allies, but they look like uh, the enemies in the game. Um, things like Patriots, uh, motorized Patriots, which are not boss characters as such, but they are big characters. Um, on the fly, this one, guys, is a 4.4% ultra rare trophy. Uh, kill 30 enemies while riding the skyline. So you can fire off the skyline. It's very easy to do and you can slow yourself down while you're on it. So very easy. Bolt from the blue. Killed five enemies with a headshot whilst riding a skyline. So, you know, very simple to do, guys. Just uh, take aim and shoot someone's head off. 6.5%, very rare trophy, that one, guys. Kill 10, em 10 enemies by utilising environmental hazards. Um, this one's easy, 23, or a 20.3% rare trophy. So if you've got a oil puddle on the floor, set it on fire while there's an enemy on it. Uh, oil puddle on the floor again, or just a normal puddle on the floor. Um, electrocute the enemy while they're studying it, various things like that. Um, very simple to do, and you don't have to do it too many times. Uh, bon Voyage, you kill 20 enemies by knocking them off Columbia. 7.4% uh, very rare trophy. Now, you can either use uh, Booking Bronco, which lifts enemies up into the air, um, and then shoot them backwards until they fall off, or use Undertow, which just boosts them straight off, um, easy enough to do. Skeet shoot. Killed five enemies while they are falling. Now I find the best way to do this one guys. Is use Bucking Bronco. Um, use Hand Cannon. And as they are falling from the effects of Bucking Bronco. Just shoot them before they hit the floor. That one guys is a 12.5% very rare trophy. Lost Weekend. Killed five enemies while you are drunk. This one is a 3.0% ultra rare um, when you go around the game, you pick up things and you eat food and you drink drinks. Um, you drink a few bottles of alcohol in a row and your screen goes all wavy. Um, to simulate being drunk, you have to kill five enemies while you do it. Um, there is a section in the slum area of the game. And I think that is the best area to do it. You go into a bar. Um, there are lots of people sat around. Um, drink as much as you can. Make sure you're drunk and then just use the rocket launcher and blow everyone away. Uh, very easy to do. David and Goliath in the main campaign killed 20 heavy hitter enemies. This one is a 50.6% common trophy. Now, heavy hitter enemies are firemen, uh, patriots, handymen. Um, you will know them when you see them or, or the crow guys. I don't know what they're called. I can't remember. But over the course of the game, you will kill more than 20 of them. So don't worry about it. Just make sure not to run away from these special enemies, shall we say. Heartbreaker. In the main campaign, kill the handyman by only shooting his heart. This one is a very rare 7.0% common trophy. Now this one, guys, I kind of glitched it a bit because when you face your first handyman, 
um, there is a ledge that you can jump onto and if you jump up there he will follow you um, and once he does if you jump on the floor he gets stuck he, he glitches there for whatever reason and then you can use your sniper rifle to aim for his heart um, a very easy one to get really just uh, keep an eye out for when he first turns up and trust me guys you will know a handyman when you see one dress for success Equipped a piece of gear in all four slots. This one is a 75.7% common trophy. Um, you have four slots um, to use uh, legs, upper torso, arms and head, I believe. Um, and you will find gear as you go through the game. So just equip it, uh, swap it out for another piece if you need to. They just offer uh, certain buffs while you are playing. Kit it out. Uh, in the main campaign, fully upgraded one weapon and one figure. 34.0% rare trophy. Um, this one, guys, it's not like the last uh, Bioshocks. This one, you use vending machines to pay for your upgrades. Um, so, very simple to do. Just uh, go around and uh, um, pay, pay the uh, machines when you get to them. In the main campaign, upgraded one attribute, health, shields or salts. Uh, this one is a rare 20% uh, trophy. Um, yeah, so a bit different this one, guys. As you play through the game, you will find um, potions. I'm not sure what they call them. Um, infusions. Thank you. Sorry, I'm saying thank you to the game because uh, the list has just told me it's an infusion. Um, so, yeah, you will find infusions. You can pick to choose between your shield, uh health or salts um, best one to do is the shield first guys that is the one um, that will protect you the most go for shield and then do salts um, so yeah I think it's 10 for each one infused with greatness in the main campaign campaign in the main campaign collect every infusion upgrade in a single game 16% rare trophy this one guys but if you buy this collection you will get five of those straight away um, as you start the game because you get some weapons and you get pieces of gear so it will probably help out with the kitted out trophy as well to be honest but you get quite a lot at the start of the game um, just for having uh, this collection it's all the DLC stuff that you would have got on the PS3 Sightseer used all uh, telescopes and kinetoscopes in the game 2.7 ultra rare this one is the only pain in the arse trophy um, in this game guys because there is no in-game collectible uh, tracker. Uh, no, uh, There is level select, so you're okay with that. I had to go around and look for one telescope that I missed. Um, so that took a little while. But just keep your eyes out, guys. And anytime you get a chance to use one, use one. Roguish type. In the main campaign, use Elizabeth to pick 30 locks. This one is a 41.9% rare trophy. As you go around the game, guys, you will, um, oh God, what do you call it? You you will find lock picks um, and you'll pick them up. They'll be in packs of either one, two, three. Uh, very rarely you'll get five, but the locks you have to pick vary between one lock, uh, two locks, five locks uh, or lock picks. Um, there are a lot of locks that Elizabeth just needs her hairpin lock to unlock. Um, they are story related, so you don't need to use up the lot picks that you collect for those, but they do count towards the trophy. 
eavesdropper in the main campaign collected every voxophone. 3.0% ultra rare trophy. It says every voxophone, guys, but I think there are five more than what you need. I think you need to find 80 of them. Um, but there are a few more. Not many more, but there are definitely a couple more. Grand Largis spend 10,000 at the vending machines of Colombia. Uh, rare 32.3% trophy. Easy enough, guys. Just go around and spend money when you have it. Um, so, yeah, easy enough to do that one, guys. Uh, coins in the cushion. In the main campaign, looted 200 containers. This one is a 47.7% rare trophy. You will get this easily, guys, because as you're walking around, you will uh, be looting everything you can. And the last one for this one, Scavenger Hunt. Completed the main campaign in 1999 mode without purchasing anything from a dollar bill machine. Now, before you start worrying with this one, guys, um, it's a 2.1% ultra rare trophy, which I think is more to do with 1999 mode than this actual trophy, if that makes sense. This actual trophy is easy to do. As long as you're looting everything and taking your time, um, you're fine. You can still use the other machines, the weapon machine and the vigor machine, so don't worry about that. But if there is a machine that says dollar bill, do not use it. Um, and yeah. So guys, that is it. That is Bioshock Infinite. Um, my favourite Bioshock. I, I love Columbia. And uh, there's a big character in this uh, called Songbird. And I love Songbird. I think he's a great character. Shame about the ending of the game with Songbird, but hey, what are you going to do? I won't spoil it too much. Um, so yeah, Bioshock Infinite. You know what, guys? I played through all these within a few weeks, and even though I am Bioshocked out. Um, there should be a fourth one coming. I really hope it was true. I'm sure I saw it somewhere that they were making it. Um, but even if they don't make it, guys, get the Bioshock collection. It is well worth playing, um, playing them all together. So, yeah, Bioshock Infinite. Um, I hope you enjoyed that, guys. hope that was okay. And I will... Oh, no, God, guys, I nearly forgot everything. Yeah, so, anyway, if you want to get in touch, Sidders1978 on the PSN, which could change, you never know, uh, what with Sony um, allowing name changes soon, um, or through the Trophy Horse Facebook group, or... Sid at Proving Gamer on the email or at Sidney through Twitter. And now I've done this other series, guys. Please, please get in touch. Let me know if there's any series that you want me to cover. Um, I quite like enjoy, enjoy doing series, guys. Um, so, yeah, that's it for this week. I will talk to you again next week. Thanks for... Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening and keep getting those trophies. Bye. So, let's... Go with that. Bioshock 2. Alright, so here's a topic which I think is a little outdated at this point uh, considering recent news, but there was an article that was written and my browser just decided to act up. See? I told you. Uh, <laughs> it's not just me. Well, I was trying to pull it and uh, move it. It comes from the website, thegamer.com, and as soon as my browser works, we'll uh, be able to talk about it. Uh, it's called 25 Glaring Problems that the PlayStation that with the PlayStation 4 that nobody wants to admit. So I figured, okay. we're a PlayStation show, let's see if this is really a problem or this is just a clickbait. 
Clickbait. But continue. You ready, guys? I'm I'm ready. Hit me with it. Number 25. Controller battery life is short. Fact. Move on. Yeah, fact. We are we already know about this. Let's do this rapid fire. This is good. All right. 24. The touchpad's useless gimmick. Fact. Uh, the the power and eject buttons are the worst. Fact. Legitimate gripe. Yeah, fact. I'm going to say fact. Yeah, the, that's, they're kind of shitty. But, but I'll give them a legitimate gripe. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, I, I, this has to have context because on the original PlayStation 4, I would agree. On the PlayStation 4 Pro, I don't agree. Well, I don't have a Pro, so I'm going with Correct. what I Correct. I have. agree with you. You agree? I agree with you. You agree? There are actually buttons on the Pro, and they're that touch bullshit on the regular. So, yes. Okay, so we could file this as problem solved. Next. Problem solved. Uh, number 22, lack of demos. Fake news. <laughs> you No, I, 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 will, I will go. It's, it's a fact. Or at least they're not promoted. How about it's a fact, <laughs> but it's a non-issue? Yeah, it, it, it's a non-issue. Um, I, the the only legit glaring problem, of course, you guys have said it's fixed on the on the pro. Legit problem I have we have gone come across so far is the bad power and eject button. Everything else mm-hmm. is just, everything else is just like gripe. Number twenty one, lackluster backwards compatibility. Fact. That's the, uh, another. You can say fact. I, I will say fact, but that's another one of those. It's it's a gripe. Who cares? Number twenty. No more game manuals. Oh man, that has nothing to do with PlayStation. That's the industry as a whole. That's a gripe. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a yeah. That's uh. Yep. Agreed. Next. All right. Remote play requires an internet connection. You're an idiot. Move on. Yeah, that fact, one, fact. that's the dumbest shit I've ever well, heard. Th- okay. Well, th- <laughs> this argument is that if you're in the house, you should be able to connect directly to your PlayStation Four without having to go through the internet. Ah, oh, stop it! All right, all right. What sci-fi uh, world do you live in? Next thing you're going to tell me that HDMI cables are a problem. It should just go to the TV via osmosis. All right, number eighteen. Fact. All right, number eighteen, Stephen. You're not allowed to answer until after Yield does. Obviously. Okay. Number yeah. 18, where is Siphon Filter 4? Fact. Indeed. <laughs> but, again, that's a personal gripe. So, Sony Bend has been very busy on Days Gone. But, that, but again, that has nothing to do, that's not a glaring problem with, with the PlayStation 4. To, Man, to, Days Gone better to, be good. To me, I, I really hope it is. And I know we're only at eighteen, but I will go ahead and say this: to me, a glaring problem would be the Reverie of Death. That is a glaring problem. All right, number seventeen: lack of space. Bullshit. Yeah, BS. Because it came out with a five hundred gig hard drive, and people were putting uh, two terabytes. A terabyte to two terabytes almost right off the bat. So, And you also have external storage you could do. And now you have external storage that they patched in a couple years ago. So it's BS. All right. Number 16. Get that light out of here. I kind of like it. No, I, 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 I kinda, like it. I like oh, hold it. on. Hold on. Time out. Yeah. Are we going through these one by one? Yes. No, right. because yes, you're we literally don't... taking away any reason for anyone to go read the article. I, I'm I'm doing a rapid fire. No, dude, it's, it's, no, you're basically take like 
You're saying, hey, go read this article, but here's all the points one by one. I, oh no, no, no! I never said go read the article. I'm, I'm, I'm justifying if is this a real problem or is this just clickbait? Clickbait. So you pick the most important topics to talk about. You don't talk about every point, thus removing oh, any just... reason for anyone to go read the article. Stop. They they can read they could read the article for the website's reasoning behind putting this list together. We're just going based off of a headline yes. and saying whether or not it's important. All right. So all right. So uh, get that light out of here. You're saying you guys like the light. Yeah, I like it. I like it. All right, Alex. Yes, I do like the light. All right, number fifteen. I I'm breaking this one under problem solved. But according to the article, no crossplay with other consoles. Yeah, that's a non-issue now. Well, it's a non-issue now, but yet again, it, it's it, it wasn't important. It's not a glaring problem for Sony. All right, number correct. Number fourteen is also listed under problem solved, but can't change your PSN name. Again, that's it, it, it's what individuals want. It's not a glaring problem for. The company. Agreed. All right. Number 13. Can't store media files. Yeah. What the hell is that about? Are you asking like, dumb. why you can't do that or why? Yeah, that's kind of dumb. I feel like that, that should definitely be a thing. Okay. Yield? I use my PlayStation to play video games occasionally maybe watch a DVD, but I got a DVD player for that, so I, it has no issue to me. No, it has no I used to I used to load music on it and use the music for, like, uh, like base, walk-up music in baseball, or, like, I would I would load the Rangers' goal song for NHL yes, you and did. play it every time the Rangers scored at home. Yes, like, you I used did. To do that. And now I can't do that. Uh, Alex? Uh, no, this isn't really important to me because, quite frankly, the only media that I store on there are in-game, scre- in-game screenshots that I take from playing games like the Uncharted games or Shadow of the Colossus. And, uh, yeah, I have an external hard drive and a laptop, so I don't really need to store media files on my PlayStation 4. Alright, number 12. I think I'm the only one that can speak to this, but PlayStation VR is cumbersome and expensive. Cumbersome and expensive? No. The... I, I okay, expensive, maybe, but now it's three hundred dollars. I think it's more, uh, more justifiable now. And the only reason I would say that it's cumbersome is just because the the amount of wires. But that's easily forgotten once you're in the game. And I've never tripped over a wire. Never had you know the headset come over me because I pulled the wire or anything like that. I think this is just a non-issue. Number eleven, pay to play online. No. No. Everyone's doing that shit. Move on. <laughs> Alex? Yeah, no. I mean, if they're going to ch- they can charge you to uh change your name, then we'll, they should definitely be able to charge you for playing online and it's not like you don't get something it's not just paying to play online. You get uh free games, you get cloud saving. So there's far more you get discounts on uh games and avatars and all that stuff. So you get far more than just the ability to play online. All right. Well, speaking of more to play online, uh, more than just playing online, number ten is PlayStation Plus exclusives are lacking in quality. I feel like they're only lacking in quality to the people that don't buy every game. That again, 
is not a glaring problem for the company. They, they're not going to give you all the best games all the time because then they'd be losing money. They, if, you, if you have been with Plus for any length of time, you know there's a certain spot of the year or a couple of spots of the year where you get really awesome games. And then everything else is either, well, we think this would be really good, or we, we, we thought that this should have been really good, but it didn't sell. So we're giving it to you. We're hoping it breathe, breathes life back into it. Or, you know, here, try this. You know, so some things are really good, some things aren't. To me, the whole plus thing is your discounts. So the they lure you in with the quote to air quotations free games, but it's the discounts that's really where the bread and butter is. All right, number nine, PlayStation Move controllers need an update. I can't. I don't use Move. I would say that's probably a legitimate, a legitimate concern or suggestion, but not really. Uh, I, I, not really a gripe. I could, I could see them being updated, especially now since you, with VR and everything. But again, it's still not a glaring problem. Well, okay. One of the reasons in the article it says, um, it says when used with the PlayStation VR, I found their tracking to be subpar. Fix them. So he, he, the the person who wrote this article is saying that they need an update because they don't work with VR that well. Which I've never had an issue with, so I can't. I, I think that's not an issue. And and like I can't speak a hundred percent on it because I've only used it. I've only used VR at a buddy's house a few times, so it's not like I can say you're full of BS. It just sounds like more of a personal gripe than right. anything. Number eight, surfing online should be better. I can agree with that statement, but I have computers or a phone to do that. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, non-issue. <laughs> yeah, non-issue. I understand I understand the gripe, but it's not it's a non-issue. Number 7, PlayStation Now is not a good deal. Uh, I I think it is now. I think it is too. It might be a non-issue now or a fixed issue now. But even before, I thought it was a good deal. It, it just didn't work unless you were hardwired. And that was the biggest problem. That's why people turned off to it. And they couldn't download the games, too. Yeah, but now but, you can download, download a bunch of games. So See, uh, the downloading the games doesn't do anything for me at all. Because all it does is making more time, taking up more space on my need more space you know, hard drive. Which, I don't need space. I have a... Eh. It's a gripe. Yeah. All right. Service will always the service is always going to improve. So I think that's dumb. Number six. Where is mod support? That is a gripe. It's BS. Sony's never done mod support. Mod support is PC. Alex. Mm. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Award-winning journalism. I mean, if you, if, if you want mod support, <laughs> go to PC. Some games, uh, it, 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 they've done cool mod support with it. Other games, it's just stupid stuff that you would put on your stream or YouTube. It, it, it doesn't add any value to the game. 
So I'm whatever. All right. Number five, I don't think anybody here can speak to other than me. Game capture is an issue. Uh, This is a non-issue. I've never had a problem game capturing. I don't know what the hell they're talking about. We're moving on. Moving on. Number four, watermarking game files. Never heard of it. Move on. Yeah, never heard of it. Hold on. I want to read this real quick. Go ahead, because you, you, Uh, if anybody, would know about this. What are these? All right, I'm going to read this one just because I, I, I want everybody to hear this at the same time in case I don't understand it the first time. One of the issues I hinted at regarding the PlayStation 4 picture and video capture revolves around watermarking. I realize Sony can't tell a company like Capcom not to watermark, watermark footage, but it's still pretty lame. There are also some weird issues with their own properties. Take Marvel Spider-Man, for example. If you capture footage or take a screenshot, the file will have a black border, thus shrinking the quality. It's weird, and I don't know why that is. As I said before, the PlayStation 4 capture is pretty good. When examples like this, it shows it can always be better. Okay. It could be better, but it's not broken. It's not a problem. All right. Number three. It's a minor inconvenience. Number three. Game organization is cumbersome. Yes. 100%. I don't think so. It's ass. Yield, you, you've... Uh... Oh, my God. I just looked at number two. I cannot wait. <laughs> uh, Yield, you organize your games. Do you think it's cumbersome? No, I haven't organized my games. I want my file system back. That's what... They have that now. Yeah, but not really. No, I, I heard it's not... Because it kind of still buries them a little bit. I heard it's not bit. the same. I, I want no. my file system from the XMB. Woo. R.I.P. XMB, you know what I mean? Uh, Alex, what do you think about game organization? I have survived very well with the way the PlayStation 4 is laid out as far as my games that I can uh, have on my home screen. It's as organized as I care to have it. I don't care. Uh, yeah. I don't, want, I don't want to have to extra click into some folder and then scroll all the way down a long list of games to get to the one game that I want to play. It's fine the way it is. I actually like it better. All right, uh, Steven's excited about this. Number two. Woo! Where is Dark Cloud 3? Yeah, where is Dark Cloud 3 level 5? Where is it at? Um, I think we follow this under the same one as Siphon Filter. Not an yes. issue. <laughs> Not an issue. Not an issue. It's a gripe. <laughs> You're damn right it is. <laughs> and number one. The PlayStation 4 Pro mud- muddies the water for developers. Incorrect. Factually incorrect. Does it, all it does is is scale things up a little bit. Okay. Woo! Is that a kitty? Yeah, that's Somebody's Cosmo. Ah, uh, here, kitty. Uh, I have to read this one just because it's number one. There have been several times where the PlayStation Four Pro has tempted me with its allure. Recently, it was that hot Reddit issue with Marvel Spider Man, but I've always wake up my from I always wake up from my delusions. I don't need it, especially with the PlayStation 5 close at hand. Mine is loud, but still functional. It makes me feel it makes me feel like it confuses both the fans and the developers. Is my standard PlayStation 4 inferior? Should we implement time and money into a diluted market? It's just a weird strategy. That is working 100%, so your point is moot and dumb. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> it is wor- So I was actually looking at, at uh, sales numbers from when, from the time period... I believe it was a two-month time period from when PS4, PS4 Pro came out as opposed to Xbox One X. And PS4 sales 
increased. I don't know if it was the two months or if it was, I forget what it was, but I picked the, uh, it was a, it was a bar graph and I picked the same amount of time essentially. And PS4s increased it by 20 million consoles in that time period. Basically, it was like the major boost from PS4 Pro over an extended period of time. But that same amount of time, Xbox One X increased Xbox sales by 9 million. So, you're looking at a 2 to 1 difference there, PS4 Pro to, to an Xbox One X. People are boy- buying multiple... They're buying their second PlayStations to have the Pro. So, it, it definitely worked, for sure. So, I, I, weird strategy? Maybe. But it's definitely working. And I own four PlayStations... Well, you three, are and, just and three of them are pros. <laughs> you, you are, you are the person. Uh, you're, you're just, yeah, yeah. You're disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> fact. How am I disgusted? I had to have that God of War one. You, and you had to have the Spider Man. You one. don't have to I didn't, have I didn't, the God I of War I didn't, one. I didn't buy the Spider Man one. Oh, okay. I bought the collector's edition Spider Man. And I'm buying Darksiders, which is essentially the price of a PlayStation 4 Pro. Uh, let's right. clean this shit up. Yes. <laughs> let's not steal let's... other people's catchphrases, Stephen. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's do some housekeeping. No, I meant I meant literally let's clean this up. I wasn't like doing a catchphrase. I was like, All right, this, uh, is, this is dirty. We need to clean it up. That is the end of our topic. So let's do some housekeeping. Let's clean this shit up. Steve. You did it. All right, Steven, since yeah. you stole his catchphrase, you get to do the housekeeping. Woo! All right, well, we're looking for some help. You want to help out Prove a Gamer? Go to provinggamer.com and click on the Help Wanted tab. Fill out the application, let us know what you want to do, and maybe we have room for you and we'll bring you on. All right, so do that. And while you're there, um, you could click on a couple of things, but we'll get to that later. Um, if you're a, tr- a Twitch streamer, you, we're also looking for that, especially as Extra Life is getting so, so close. But we'll talk about Extra Life a little bit later as well. If you want to be a part of the show, you could tweet at us at, at uh, Trophy Whores. You could also follow uh, Proven Gamer at Proven Gamer. You could email us at Trophy at ProvenGamer.com. That's Trophy at ProvenGamer.com. Or you could call us on our phone number and leave a message for us that we could play here on the show. And that phone number is 330-PROVEN-9. That's 330 776 Eight three six nine. If you like this show, maybe you'll like our other shows uh, on the uh, Proven Gamer Podcast Network here that we have that we're running so so efficiently and smoothly. We have PG Spoilers, which apparently there's one in the works. Don't know if that's actually coming, but it, it could. Uh, we have Nintendo Dual Screens, which is a show that I co-host with Andy Asimakis, who was a guest on this show to talk about Mega Man there for a minute. A, a drunken and, guest. Uh, a drunken guest. Yes, a, yeah, a, a cho- chocolate wasted guest. And then uh, we have Game Stuff, a game general games discussion podcast, which has been really really entertaining these last couple of weeks. I I do say so. You can find podcasts, those podcasts, wherever you could find any podcast. Really, honestly, it's on. We're we're on everything. And including this show that you're listening to now and Nintendo Dual Screens is also on iHeartRadio and Spotify. There's another way you can get in touch with us and hang out with us, and that's through our PlayStation 4 communities. That's right. We have the Proven Gamer PlayStation 4 community. Just type in Proven Gamer. We have the, uh, the Trophios community, which is called the T-Dubs Brothel. So just ty- type that in, the, the letter T, D-U-B-S, and then the word brothel. Put that in, you can find us. And then we also have Yield's Platinum Guild, which if you search Platinum Guild, uh, that's run by our, our very own I Yield to No One, and you can go in there and boast and brag about your Platinum Trophies. Do you have any uh, uh, Platinum Guild shout-outs this week, Yield? No, 
I I'm I, I need to get on that. I didn't do that tonight. Right. I was going Told to maybe you next so. week. Oh, so there was a bet going on. See, someone's got to clue me in on this. Idaho, Idaho's someone. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't bet. Uh, I don't. No, I don't, there was I don't there bet. was no bet uh, last week. I said uh, somebody got the Spider-Man plat, and I said I'm going to say because you're just going to forget. No, I didn't forget. Uh, I, yeah. I saw it. I just haven't wrote them all down yet. Uh, and you could also hang out with us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash groups slash trophy whores, I think, I believe, or it might be proven gamer trophy whores. I'm not sure, but you could look for it and you could find us and hang out with us on the Fache Libre. Uh, we also have a discord channel. If you want to join our community there, you could search. Um, do we have the, yeah, we do have the link to that on proven gamer. Yeah, it's on the right side. Gamer and click it. Yep. And click that. Um, so that's all the ways you can hang out with us and interact with us. But we do have sponsors to tell you about. Uh, and uh, Tricky, I'll kick it over to you. Why do you kick it over to me for sponsors? I do because I'm hot. I, I want to take off my sweater. Well, you are. That's right. You, my my hoodie, which is a sweater. You you are <laughs> you are a hot, sexy little man there. Woo! All right. Uh, we are sponsored by Extra Life. Um, if you could, uh, if you could, I'm about to do Amazon. Hell you. Uh, Extra Life is a 24, sometime 25, this year it is 25, our mar- charity marathon where we raise money for pediatric cancer research and treatment. If you go to extra-life.org and sign up, you can uh, raise money for your local hospital. You could join the team. I appreciate it if you could join the Proven Gamer team because we want to be awesome. Uh, I do know that we have crossed the $1,000 mark as a team. Uh, I, um, Actually, I think we're closer to 1500 uh, Tricky, I do kind of want to clear up any potential confusion. Uh, you mentioned pediatric cancer, but any money collected to Extra Life does not specifically go to that. Well, okay, I, I, the, I apologize. Originally, if I, the, the founder of Extra Life, Doc, he was friends with someone who was suffering from pediatric cancer. Um, and that's kind of where that came from. But the money raised during Extra Life goes to help children who are suffering with many ailments and not just pediatric cancer. I, I apologize. I, I didn't mean to uh, make it seem that way. Um, but yes, you're right. I In my mind, that's the reason this got started. And yes, uh, our goal right now, our, our total right now is $1,345 raised as a team. And we are ranked 286 team overall. So we're Not bad. kicking some ass. Uh, we still got to get yield his, uh, $200 so he can stream for extra life. If yield ever made his team, did you, did you ever make your page? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. I'm looking right now. Yes, he did. Yes, I did. All right. Uh, Alex still hasn't made his page. Alex, why haven't you made your page yet? Uh, because I just haven't. I don't have a good excuse. Oh. Your your girlfriend and her two sons made their pages. They did. Yes. Shame. Shame. Uh, I'm gonna throw it to uh, yield for Amazon. So, if you could, if you would, it'd be totally awesome. If you go to provengamer.com, on the left or the right side of the screen, because Tricky can change it. There is a Amazon banner. Doesn't cost you anything. You click on it, takes you over to Amazon, and you can do your shopping as you normally would. And a small portion 
of what you purchase gets kicked back to the website. Helps keep the lights on. Helps us fancy up our little broadcast area. Put up little walls so we don't have to see each other. So, yeah. It's awesome. All right. And we also have our Patreon, which is patreon.com. Backslash Proven Gamer, uh, what you decide to, whatever tier you decide to support us on, know that it's greatly appreciated and does help keep the lights on. Uh, Steven, I'm going to throw it back to you because I'm never fully prepared for this, which I'm ashamed of. Yeah. Tell people about Humble Bundle, please. Humble Bundle? You want to know all about that Humble Bundle, don't you? Well, you can if you'd like. It's very, it's very easy. Humble Bundle is a organization that gets a ton of software, whether it's video games or or computer software, um, or like uh, uh, e- ebooks and and stuff like that. They put them together for e- extremely, extremely inexpensive price. And if you purchase anything through Humble Bundle, you support charity. And if you use our links, which are on ProvingGamer.com, if you click the the banner there and you buy something that way it it supports our extra life team so there are definitely some really cool ways that you can uh support charity and also get really cool games um let's see what we got this uh so there are four days left for this one and this one's a really cool one i want i want to tell you about this one if you don't mind are you talking about the discovery pack no i am talking about the bethesda bombs drop sale Oh, all right. Do that um, Bethesda one. Bethesda has... Then I, got, yeah. then I got one for the listeners. Cool. Uh, you could save up to 50% off select Fallout titles. We got the original Fallout for $5. We have Fallout 4 for 15 bucks. You got the Fallout 4 season pass for $30. Bucks. Um, we have... Uh, actually, hold on. Is that the real price or is that... Yeah, yeah, that's the price. Okay. Um, what else we got? We got uh, Fallout 4 VR... We got Fallout New Vegas for thirteen bucks. Fallout Three Game of the Year Edition for twelve dollars. Um, so you you get the point. And then all the DLCs are here too, for for super cheap, forty percent off, fifty percent off. Some of these are sixty percent off. Um, pretty amazing stuff. Um, which one Which one do you got? I got the Humble Discovery Pack, and for ten dollars, you can get War of the Overlord, including the DLC Heart of Gold. Osiris New Dawn, Kentucky Route Zero uh, with the Season Pass, Tricky Towers, Phantom Brave PC, Ruby Grimix, Grim Eclipse, and you get a free month to Rooster Teeth first. All for $10. There's also a, uh, a Malware Fighter uh, pack here. It's the Computer Care pack, and you can pay with you what you want and get $173 worth of, of free antivirus-type software anti-malware software so if you're looking to secure your shit you can get it for extremely affordable price but yeah it's it's a really cool deal you should always go there you should make an account anyway because there you'll never know when something you really wanted to buy back in the day pops up and it's super cheap and you're also helping out uh charities so all right and uh yeah and just know that there's a humble bundle link in the description of this podcast and all the other podcasts, and there's one on the website. So if you could go through that link and you know help help extra life, help us out, and get you get yourself some games for cheap. So, all right. With that being said, let's close out the show with some shout outs. Alex, I'm gonna let you go first, sir. Well, then I'm gonna take the opportunity to first thank our listeners. Thank you all very much for uh, 
for joining us every single week, carving out part of your week and spending some time with us. We uh, we appreciate it. As I always say, more than we can ever uh, ever convey on the show. Because without you all, there really is no Trophy Horse. There would be no growth of Trophy Horse from the start. It would really not be a podcast, but just a distant memory because you all... Um, it's our voices, but you all continue to push the show uh, beyond what we ever thought it could be. So thank you all very much for being the fuel that is the fire of Trophy Horse. I want to thank my hosts for showing up on this Thursday night, Stephen Yield and Mike, or should I say Tricky. Hey, hey. The government names. What the hell, Everyone man? knows your name is Mike. Shut up. It doesn't matter. At least I said Yield. And you didn't give his real name. No, I didn't. It, his real name is Yield. Yeah. <laughs> last name Seriously. Last name to no one. To I, no I, one. I hate it you. It says that on my birth certificate. I hate you. Yeah, no, you don't. I, 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 I've literally changed it. I Ocho Cinco'd it. Uh, I'm going to give a uh. shout out to Mega Man 11 because Mega Man, Mega Man 11 is a fantastic game and uh, a Mega Man game that uh, does not have KJ Adafune attached to it. So, uh... Not often do you see a great Mega Man game without his name as part of the credits roll, but yes, Mega Man 11 is a fantastic game. Despite the fact that I wasn't sure if I'd actually like it, I actually do like it quite a bit. And um, like Andy said, it's a fantastic game, probably one of the top five Mega Man games of all time, which is pretty impressive. So, uh, And lastly, I want to give a shout out to my girlfriend Ashley, uh, who is currently in bed. She is quite tired from a long day at work. Uh, but thank you for support of the show. Um, she voted that hoodies are sweaters, so she voted with Mike in that poll. Uh, oh, yeah. What's with the government name? Oh, I, it's like the third time I've said it, Mike. Calm down. Oh my lord! There's gonna when you edit the show, there better be beeps. That's all I'm saying. There's not going to be beeps. Um, but yes, I, I love you, honey. Even if you do think a hoodie is a sweater, it's not a sweater. Uh, but yes, thank you for your continued support and everything I do, and uh, from Pokemon Go to, to Trophy Horse to everything, so thank you, baby. I love you. Mike, uh, back to you. I, I have a quick question before we close out the show. But Yeah, I know. I, I have a quick question before we close out the show, but I'm going to do a shout-out to us. Steven, your shout-outs. I am a tired boy, so I'm going to make this quick. Thank you all for listening very much. Thank you, gentlemen, for recording. It's been fun. Thank you, Shuhei Yoshida, for letting us change our names. Um, all all praise to uh, Shuhei. Now let us say whores on the network. Yeah, that'd be nice. We got we got to push for that. <laughs> Yield. So I will give a shout out to to Tricky Steven and Alex for recording this evening. A shout out to all of you, the pimps and the madams of the whoredom. A shout out to Homer Get Stuffed, Tricky Skins. I. Forget your digits at the end of your name. Nine twenty one. Nine twenty one. Sweet Mama D and the Goddess for propelling our proven gamer rock band band to platinum. We're pushing for diamond, but hey, platinum's pretty good. We've never been that high before. We got to get Steven uh, in there with his lovely oh, singing voice. A shout out to it. A shout out to Insomniac for Ratchet and Clank. I I'm really enjoying the game, and I've gotten trophies that Tricky hasn't gotten, so I just forgot to rub that in a little bit farther. Um, and that'll do it for me. I'm sure I'm forgetting something. 
I had shout a, out to unions. I had a list. Shout out to unions. <laughs> but it was in my head, and that was last week. All right. So, shout, <laughs> shout out to the listeners. Shout out to my co-host. Uh, this is actually the first full show we've had in a while. Yes, it is. Uh, shout and it out. may be the and it may be the last. You never know. Shout out to the goddess. Shout out to Sweet Mama D. Now, my question for you, gentlemen. I posted a picture on my personal Facebook page, and it's uh, it's it's spurned a debate. Spurned a debate. How spurred? In in what in how well do you cook your steak? Uh, medium rare. Medium medium rare to medium. Oh, see, I'm I'm the oddball. I cook mine well to medium well. Oh, you are you you are a criminal, sir. Nah, I, I it can't be moving when I cut into it. Oh, do you use ketchup? No. Use a God one? no. What do you think I am? A communist? Do you do you eat candy bars with a fork and knife? Do you use no. a one? Yes. What the hell's wrong with you? There has only been one steak in my life, and it was the most recent steak I've had that I have that did not require a one. Oh my god! I right, go go look at my personal Facebook page. There, there's literally a steak where guys, it's so soft. The guy is cutting it with two spoons. Yeah, I saw that. My, my mouth waters when I watch that. Oh, oh was that was that was that your food porn? Uh, yes. Post? <laughs> I skipped over that. I'm like, it's a picture of a steak. No, dude. Oh, my God. That looks so... Oh. It makes me want to go find a Ruth Chris and go blow $400. It's not... A steak's not worth $400. Depends on what kind of steak. If there's nothing else, until next week, happy trophy hunting. Later. Later. Be excellent to each other. Peace out. The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines. Philippines.